Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis on staff with FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And our guest today on Heart of the Athlete is Coach Jeff St. Mary. Jeff, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Thanks, Ken. Well, it's great to have you on Heart of the Athlete. And I know you've been involved in our our youth sports program, the FCA sports program. And um, and you're coaching one of our softball teams, right? Yeah, I'm coming on as a, as a coach, but also sitting in the director's seat for a little while uh, while we get our... our stuff going on like baseball and uh softball club sports are pretty new to what we're doing with fca and so we're still figuring out all the logistics and stuff but yeah i'm excited to be involved with what what the program's got going on we're we're excited about you uh, i know we're you're in the process of coming on staff with uh with fca as far as being our director but functionally you've been doing that for for a bit here for a few months right yeah. more than a few months and yeah we just finished up our fall clinics which was fantastic um the the amount of interest we've seen especially on the softball side has been off the chain it's been it's been incredible to see kind of how interested people are on this new thing that we have going on which yeah. is fantastic um, yeah. the amount of possibility there for outreach is is exciting so. yeah well, we want to talk more about that. Uh, but first of all, folks, we want to tell you about an event coming up. I know we got Thanksgiving coming up this next week, yep. and uh, we're excited about that and uh, just so grateful for what the Lord has done in our lives, right, Jeff? Yeah. And uh, But um, here in December, folks, with the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, um, we host an FCA breakfast each year. Last year, we had Lou Holtz was our keynote speaker. Uh, this year, we have Chad Hennings. He's a former um, Dallas Cowboy. I know we got a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans, even though this is kind of Seahawk country, you know, right? This Jeff? weird BSU chain to Dallas right now. It's weird. A lot of ex BSU players involved there. That's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's yeah, and there, there's a connection with with both Dallas and Denver too, a little bit. You know, Brett mm, Rippins over sure. with the Broncos, yep. and of course Russell Wilson. I know you're a Seahawk fan, right, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Growing up in Washington. Yeah, yeah. Hopeless romantics, we call ourselves. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, uh, but we're, we're so excited about having Chad Hennings, former uh, Dallas Cowboy, three-time Super Bowl champ with them uh, back in the, whatever, the, the early, mid-90s, I think, is when Dallas won okay. those, those three Super Bowls, and Troy Aikman was a quarterback. And Chad was a nine-year defensive line starter and, uh, with the Cowboys. But before that, he was... Uh, attended the Air Force Academy and uh he served with the US military in the Air Force Academy as a A10 uh pilot awesome. and uh was in Iraq um for for that time that he served and uh he's actually in the college uh, football hall of fame too so we're uh excited he won the Outland uh trophy winner i think it's the best defensive lineman in the country and uh so that's back when Air Force Academy was in the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference. Of course, Boise State competes against Air Force now in the Mountain mm -hmm. West Conference. So, But um, anyway, Chad's going to be our special speaker for uh, Monday, December 19th at the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA Breakfast. So if you're interested in uh, attending that, folks, you can go to fcaidaho.org and get more information. You can register there. 
you can, we have a special discount for coaches and students. And uh, so if you, uh, if you fit that category, you can get a little bit, <laughs> a little bit off on the, on the cost, but man, we have a, it's a, it's a great event. And um, we have the, the coaches from the two teams. Um, sometimes we have almost the whole team that actually comes, you know, one of the teams that are playing in the famous Idaho potato bowl. And, um, uh, we, um, we'll have a speaker from each, a player from each team sharing a Q and a little bit about their testimony and their story about what God's done in their life. And then of course, Chad will speak. So anyway, we're excited. I think this is our first, I, we had Ken Hutcherson. I know we were talking about mm-hmm. him. Ken was a pastor up at Antioch Bible church in, um, uh, Kirkland, Washington for many years, passed away a few years ago, but Ken was, a, I believe in his testimony, he was or his story, he was drafted by Tom Landry and the Cowboys and I think was traded. I'm not sure how long he was with the Cowboys, but he was traded to the Seahawks. Yeah, early early Seahawks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, so he was our speaker in 2006. Cool. And, um, but uh, Chad is kind of our first full-fledged Dallas Cowboy as our cool. speaker here. So have you, have you, attended? I won't hold that against him. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. No, this will be the first for me. Yeah. So. so we're excited to have you there. So you did all this talking about the speakers, but you didn't mention the food at all, man. Oh yeah. The like, breakfast is always really good there at the Boise <laughs> center. So yeah. Um, so we're excited. So folks, cool. we got some limited seating issues this year there. Uh, so you want to, you want to get registered as soon as you can, if you want to go and um, maybe you got some, a youth football team that you want would like to bring to this or uh, some, you know, a junior high or high school athletes. Um, it's going to be a great time. And, uh, uh, and you know, right there before Christmas. So week before Christmas. Very so, cool. So fcaidaho.org. Well, Jeff, um, you, uh, like we said, you're originally from the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. How did you get started in sports in, in your life? Oh, I, I don't know that I ever really had a choice. I was in the middle <laughs> of three boys and, uh, I feel like everything in my life was a competition, man, whether it was sports or not. Like sports definitely gave us the outlet though that we needed. Dad definitely saw that we had a need for an outlet for all this energy that was bundled up and, and competitive drive. And, and so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I don't really recall a time where sports wasn't a part of my life, you know, and, and it was, it was back in the day when we, we did all sports. It wasn't the, uh, there's a, there's a definite trend nowadays where people are, are pinning down to one sport and, and sticking with that. But, um, we had a different season with every sport, man. Huh? Yeah. And where in Washington was that that you grew up? Tiny little Othello, Washington, um, okay. population, uh, six, 7,000, somewhere around there. Um, you haven't heard of it. Probably if you haven't been through Eastern Washington, big Most farming people, area, right? Yep, yep. Mostly agricultural. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. My my uncle was the FFA uh, advisor and ag teacher at the high school, and so oh, he was great. he was the, uh, the 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 dawn of the community, so to speak. Everybody knew him. But yeah, ag big ag country then. Huh. And what were all the sports that you did in junior high and high school? So I it was I. We dabbled in everything, but really by the time junior high, high school was, we were pretty settled into a, a rhythm of football, basketball, baseball, uh-huh. and then baseball through the summer. Baseball uh-huh. was by far the, the number one in my family. It was what my brothers, my dad, and I bonded over, um, and it was definite passion area for sure. Right. Oh, that's great. Um, 
you know, I I I actually I really enjoy watching baseball. I know some people say it's it's slow, sure, and uh, it maybe. But I know they're all. There's always a lot going on, though. If as you're looking, at, you know, whether it's the bullpen, sure, you know, each, sure. each dugout. And, it's a cerebral uh, game for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. And how did you get? Uh, how did you get involved in softball? So softball is a brand new thing for me. Uh, I got involved with softball because I have girls. <laughs> I have two of my own that are that are coming up, and they're they're interested in the game, and so. Um, just doing my, my dad duties, so to speak, with the softball thing. And uh, trying to take it as serious as possible. I don't want to be the, the pompous baseball player that comes in, oh, I know this game, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, There's a lot to learn. Right? Absolutely. It's a totally different game. And uh, I'm having to go to school on it just as much as, as I'm you know, coaching these little kids, these little girls that are, that are trying to learn this game. I'm having to learn it right alongside of them. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's a good process. You know, it helps me remember you know, breaking down things to the basic level, you know, to build strong foundational skills. Right. You know, so yeah, Yeah. I'm excited about it. Wow. That's cool. Well, Jeff, tell us a little bit about how you, you surrendered your life to Jesus. How much time do we have in this? Yeah. (laughs) We got a little time. That's lengthy, man. So (sighs) I say this a lot and and I get different reactions from people, but I, I tell, I, I hold true to this because it was such a real moment that I constantly referred back to in my life. I was saved at the age of four. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that that tug in my soul, mm-hmm. right, that, that only comes from the Holy Spirit. And I felt that deep conviction of, mm-hmm. you know, I need to surrender my life. Did I know the, the, the scope of that decision that I was making? Absolutely not, right? There's no way in my four-year-old mind that I knew everything that I was truly you, you use the word surrendering to you know that's still a daily process that i'm that i'm going through but um i was blessed to have been raised in the church mm-hmm. and have have i don't recall a time where the lord like jesus wasn't a part of my life mm-hmm. right and that's that's an amazing blessing mm-hmm. but um it also comes with its own challenges right mm-hmm. um i was a pastor's kid and uh, growing up in the church, people just assumed that I knew things that I, in my pride, would just mm-hmm. go along with and just like, oh, of course, yeah, I, I know, and lay down the Jesus trump card answers in Sunday school and, and you know, seek those, that, that attention and accolades from getting all the answers right. But deep down internally, I was de- developing some serious theological holes, mm-hmm. right, um, that I've had to... to stumble through in my adult years you know um and that's been that's been uniquely challenging i've told other brothers um you know in a lot of ways i wish i could have just started clean slate Mm -hmm. you know and just wipe everything that i thought i knew Mm -hmm. so that i can reconstruct right i think i think there's others out there that definitely can relate to that Mm -hmm. to that struggle but uh being that you know my my dad was a pastor I uh, I felt a call to ministry in my youth, but I wanted absolutely nothing to do with ministry. And um, just seeing the the position that my dad was in, um, the things that he was surrounded by, and the struggles that that people that are in ministry full time go through, mm-hmm. it is it is an amazing blessing mm-hmm. to be in ministry. But it also it comes with immense heartache and immense challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, 
my dad, I love him. I still have a good relationship with him, but it was it was very hard for my siblings and I to process through uh, this position that he had put himself in, um, whether the church put him in it or he put himself in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a guy who, who who loved the Lord, who spoke the truth and delivered the truth to people, uh, but really had a hard time being vulnerable with people. Hmm. Um, and and it, it, hard it was something ministry, that isn't it? absolutely uh, it, it you know he he had to kind of ignore his humanity in that regard, and that's an immensely frustrating position to be in. It's an impossible position to be in. And uh, he did a great job of holding that frustration in until he was home, <laughs> you know. And so we would see some of that, mm-hmm. the anger outbursts and the, and the frustration that would come out. And we, mm-hmm. we didn't know how to process that. Right. right. And so for me, in my mind, well, that's just tied to being a part of ministry, right? And I, I don't want any part of that, right? Mm-hmm. So anything that looks right. like, smells like, you know, I, I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that started a, a struggle for me. Right, because I, I, you know, I graduated. I, I ended up coming to NNU, which is what brought me to Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no business coming to NNU because I was called to ministry, but I, I did not want to do it at all. And so I chased a bunch of different majors. I changed my majors like <laughs> six times my first two years there, you know, and and you know, private school, out of state, you know, all these decisions that were pretty poor, right? But I knew, you know. I, I feel like there was a, a generational lie that uh, that my generation especially was susceptible to that you you will not be successful you cannot be successful if you don't further your education and go to college hmm. um, and that was a huge that and I got to get out of home like I, I got to leave home mm-hmm. you know were really the inspiration for me leaving <laughs> right and uh, where am I going to go well my brother's pl- you know playing baseball at NNU I'll go there. You know, my folks went there. I've got cousins that have gone through there. I'll go there, right? Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, that was more or less how I wandered into that, uh-huh. you know. Uh, you asked earlier if I played ball there, and I told you that's one of my deep regrets for not, for not chasing baseball and playing mm-hmm. past high school. Um, but I, it was <laughs> – and I – I'm gonna get heat from this because it's on the <laughs> on the air, and I lo- I love NNU. I love all my my buddies oh, yeah. who have played ball there, and right. the coaches there that are there, even current coaches and current staff and stuff. But they were so bad when I was proposed. Like when I had the opportunity to play with, like I was watching my older brother play, and they were so terrible. They were doormat of the league, and I was just like, I can't do that. I just I can't put all kinds of effort into you know to mm-hmm. that and and not be successful yeah it's a lot it's, different now and it? oh it totally is they've they've turned the program yeah, around Joe for Schaefer sure is, and, and that's yeah. such a selfish point of view but that's truly where i where i was in my you know ignorant 18 year old mind you know <laughs> but yeah still to this day the spring will roll around the weather starts to get nice after the winter and i'm just itching where's my glove i gotta go start throwing like yeah you know it's just the rhythm that i mm. was accustomed to and mm. it still is part of mm. of who i am right it was yeah. just such a, a regular routine right for us that you know it's still it's still there and so yeah it's always the what if of man i wish i wish i would have stuck that out and seen what i could have done with that but i decided to instead chase a different passion which my mom uh really was instrumental in music in our life my dad where my dad was pushing us into sports my mom was was you miss everything. If you think of stereotypical 
pastor's wife like i'm gonna do all the music stuff and have all the kids up doing these productions and Mm -hmm. and all that that was my mom to a t she was running musical preschools for us when we were two three years old teaching us whole notes and quarter notes and all these things and uh so that yeah there was no choice we were doing music right Mm -hmm. we went and you know it was begrudgingly so as a kid but it was it was also something that i started to develop passion for as well Mm -hmm. and got involved with the different music groups there on campus and um you know brought me into so many different connections and relationships and stuff like Mm -hmm. that well one thing led to the next and met my my now wife there and um ended up sticking around in idaho and uh again just chasing really worldly you know attributes money and and stability and and things that that i thought were more important Mm -hmm. than calling right Mm -hmm. um and i never really rebelled from the church right i I didn't want anything to do with ministry, and I put up some serious walls there. Mm-hmm. But I never really, you know, Jesus is still my homeboy through this whole process, right? <laughs> like, you know, we, my relationship with him was still very paramount, and he is so gracious to us and doesn't abandon us, even in our ignorance, right, and our folly. So, you know, life continues on, and I find myself in this, you know, th- this job that's meaningless to me and, and has, you know, there's no depth to it, and it's just a rat race. And by the world's standards, I'm I'm succeeding, but internally I'm miserable. You know, for mm-hmm. for no other reason than the Holy Spirit just you know knocking on my door, saying, mm-hmm. "Bro, I made you for something else." Yeah, you know, let's do this thing. Yeah, you know, and and uh, you know, and 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 so that led a process of of truly. Uh, brokenness and humility that I had never experienced in my life, and one that I firmly believe now is is so paramount to our salvation and our and our walk, and really truly understanding our need for a savior. You know, um, again, being blessed to to have been raised in the church and known Christ my whole life, I don't know that I ever really feel felt that type of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that moment of of just realizing, I need you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not fulfilled in any way, mm-hmm. uh, and I need you, right? And he's like, "Yeah, let's do this, right?" And mm-hmm. so, you know, again, so many things that I still needed to learn, right? But that was such a, a real, true moment for me in 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 returning to a call to to ministry, and uh, it first led me to the classroom, and I and I taught fifth grade for several years, and I loved every aspect of that. And uh, all in, in that surrender process, you know, I, I began to volunteer more at the church and get more mm-hmm. involved with leadership roles at the, at the church and mm-hmm. <laughs> begrudgingly so every step of the way, just kind of like, all right, fine, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you need a worship leader, fine, I'll fill out that application that's been on my desk for two <laughs> years, you know, like just dragging my feet in the ministry, mm-hmm. but every step of the way, the Lord continuing to bless me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that those blessings just build so much excitement when you when you're operating in your gifting your purpose and and your yeah. oh man there's there's there truly is nothing else um that can that can equal that yeah and uh so yeah that led into a, a stint uh doing youth ministry which i absolutely loved and was constantly blown away with the fact that the lord used every little piece of my life all these these little interest things that i did as a kid that i had that Truly, they weren't that meaningful to me at the time, mm-hmm. you know. Like, but God was bringing, them, and and there wasn't a kid that walked back, through yeah. my door 
that I couldn't find some avenue to the, to relate. I was a three-sport athlete, but I was also an all-state band member <laughs> who sang in the jazz choir, who was in FFA, heavily involved in the youth group. It didn't matter whatever. And and those are some of the benefits of living in a small town is that you right. can be involved in, in so many things, but that's who I was. If yeah. somebody was passionate about something, I remember my buddy was like all excited. They were doing a science club at, at school and they were going to meet at lunch. And I was like, all right, I'll go. I'm not a science guy. I can't like, but if somebody's passionate about something, yeah. I, I, I'm, I want to be involved in that and I want to be around that. And, and uh, just all those little things that, that I was constantly blown away with the fact that, that I had such an easy way of, of establishing relationships with these kids that were coming through my door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, God, you, you truly are amazing. That's cool. Uh, yeah. And, you know, so coaching is, is, is something that's always kind of been there. Um, mm-hmm. Not something that was that I really chased mm-hmm. necessarily, but you know, and it's funny we had our our coaches lunch yesterday, and and we were, we were discussing you know coaching and and parenting and, and teaching and yeah. and all that stuff, and I was laughing because I said, guys, it's literally all the same thing, right? Like parenting, teaching, coaching, you know, all yeah. these things. It, it's just loving on kids, and uh, you know, I, I love them. Uh, as I would as if they were my own, right? Yeah, it was so fun to hear you guys yesterday share that, you know, your your transformational purpose statement of, yeah, that of was, coaching. Yeah, that was really and, cool. And uh, I, I was just, you know, as we, we got a few minutes left here, but I wanted to ask you, you know, I know we're trying to do things different with this FCA sports program. Yeah. And you're a big part of this. And, and uh, you know, for you – why FCA and, and why sure. try to do yeah. like like club sports different? Sure. Uh, yeah, and it's hard for me to to accept that I'm I'm doing club sports because I fought the club the scene, cl- yeah, I know. you know, because it's I've really been a huge advocate for the leagues um, mm-hmm. and what they they're able to offer and being you know available to so many more, right? And so that's a big it's a big influence or a big yeah, uh, priority for us of- as a club to keep it feasible for people and, right. and financially uh, and know, not be not an obstacle yeah. and not be exclusive because yeah. it really has baseball and, and softball unfortunately have turned in to this elitist thing if you can't afford to play then you don't mm-hmm. have any opportunity you know and uh so yeah fca um fca is incredibly attractive to me as a as a guy who's involved in ministry and with kids um but it also is this huge juxtaposition for me because sports is where i found the world as a kid who grew up in the church, you know, it was mm-hmm. where I was first introduced to alcohol and tobacco and pornography. Mm-hmm. And uh, that all happened on my baseball teams, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, it was, it was such a different scene and the, the competitive drive was twisted and perverted for me to, to exalt myself, you know? And, and so here I have this opportunity to coach and utilize sports do things different to do things differently yeah. and absolutely incredibly differently like entirely opposite of what my youth experience was right um but utilize sports to you know you create this little bubble where you can you can introduce adversity to these these kids' lives and then you can speak truth into that adversity and i love that man yeah oh well we're excited you know about where this is going and and really, really, the goal of discipleship with these, with not Absolutely. only the coaching, you know, the other coaches that you're that you're coaching with, and coaching with you, and the other of the other teams, both the baseball and softball, but then also the discipleship that would carry on, you know, uh, and 
trans, you know, seeing Jesus transform their life, but they also become disciples yeah. of Christ. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, yeah, it is. It's super exciting, and seeing how that can affect families and parents. Yep. And see, man, we're just so so excited to have you involved with that. And uh, um. Man, it's, it's great to hear your story, and, and God's doing some great things. And uh, so, well, folks, uh, man, the time's gone by fast, and uh, but man, this is really good to visit with you, Jeff, and uh, looking forward to Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, uh, what what's your favorite dessert at Thanksgiving? Real quick. Oh, I'm a pumpkin pie guy, but I can't have the pumpkin pie without Cool Whip on it. Yeah, like, yeah that's me my too. pumpkin pie to Cool Whip <laughs> ratio has to be right, or I, I do I just yeah. will abstain completely. Yeah. Well, we have so much to be thankful for, don't we? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and we're thankful for you, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Thank with you. with FCA Softball. I'm excited and about FCA it. Sports program here. Excited in to see what the Lord has for it. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on our show on Heart of the Athlete today, Jeff. My pleasure. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You're